Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Yes, Holy, 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 Yahweh, Yahweh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rapha, but we come praying in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus. Oh, people of God, pray the name Jesus. Pray the name Jesus. Pray the name Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, we welcome you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We welcome you. We welcome you into our hearts. We welcome you into our thoughts. We welcome you into our destiny. Come, Holy Spirit, heavenly dove, with all your quickening power, be glorified, be glorified, be glorified. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning, new birth. We thank God for our psalmist. Amen. Amen. And those on the instruments to the media ministry, to those of you who are present, yes, and for those of you online, yes, we salute and thank God for our elders, our deacons, amen, the officers of the church, amen, amen. We thank God for the hip-hop and in my crowd, Motown. (laughs) It's a joy to be in this place. Amen. To the outstanding ministerial staff of the New Birth Church. Blessings. Blessings. And then it is a joy for me to greet our pastor. He and I have known each other a long time. (laughs) 
Amen. Amen. Beloved, our text this morning is found in Paul's letter to Colossians, that fourth chapter, verses two through four. The text opens, devote yourself to prayer. Amen. Point to yourself and repeat after me. Devote yourself to prayer. Lay hands on your head and repeat after me. Devote yourself to prayer. Then point to heaven and say, devote yourself to prayer. Amen. The text, the text, the text is going to shape our ministry for the rest of this message. Paul continues being watchful and thankful and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we will proclaim the mystery of Christ as we should. Pray that we will proclaim it clearly. Amen. Our subject today is the power, the power of a praying, of a praying church. church. The power. The power of a praying of church. Of a praying church. The call to prayer is found in every major religion and every major faith confession. In fact, the Muslim call to prayer takes place five times a day. The Jewish community prays three times a day. As regards the Christian mandate, Paul says, devote yourselves to prayer. Amen. In other words, make prayer your lifestyle. Yes. Your priority. Yes. Make it a core, your core value. Not just at the altar on Sunday. Not just at the altar on Sunday. Not just before you eat your food. Not just before you go to sleep, but in the prayer closet, by day and by night. Amen. We have been called by our faith to pray without ceasing. Our call is not to these denominations that we love so much, hmm. but our call is to become the praying people of God. Mm -hmm. In both the Old Testament, in Isaiah, and the New Testament in Mark, it is written, listen, my house shall be called a house. A house, a house of prayer for all nations. Mm -hmm. In fact, in the Old Testament, in Jeremiah 33 and three, we hear the Lord saying, call to me and I will answer you. I know about the calling the BFF, amen. But he says, call to me and I will answer you. And watch this. And 
show you deep and unfathomable things that you could never imagine. And it's not just in the Old Testament. Old Testament, he says, call to me. But in Matthew, he says, come to me. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You don't have to run to this group or that group. Come to me. When you're burned out. Yes. When you're weary. When it's all too much. Come to me. Yeah. Yeah. And what does God say? I'll give you rest. Amen. Aren't you just tired of it? <laughs> he said, come to me and I will give you rest. The first time I came to this building... It was the day after you had voted in your new pastor, Jamal Bryant. I was in town on a conference, and Reverend Saylor brought me here to give me a tour of the facility. All the lights were on, and I saw no people. But when I walked into the building, over the intercom being piped all over the church were prayer warriors. And I don't know what room they were in, but their prayers filled this temple. They were praying for you. Amen. They were praying for your health and for your prosperity. And then they began to pray for this person that most of them did not know. And they prayed for him by name. And then they prayed for his family, for his children. My God, they started praying for me and my wife. I didn't hear a choir. I didn't see a congregation. All I heard was the saints praying, and I rejoiced, saying, God, I thank you that my son has come to a praying church. Beloved, our text reminds us and mandates Devote yourself to prayer. But what we know and recognize is that too many don't understand what prayer is. Beloved, prayer is a supernatural endeavor. Prayer is greater than reason. It's not just some good idea that somebody had. Prayer is greater than emotion. You can't emote your way into the manifestation of God. Yeah. Prayer is greater than willpower. 
You can't just decide that by the force of your energy, you can make something happen. Prayer is a spiritual endeavor. Yes. Prayer opens the soul to the revelation of the living God. God has a will. Hey. God has direction. God has a way. The mystery of God, the power of God, the deepness of God, the revelation of God is open when the saints of God pray. Ah, I hear God saying, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to do you good, not to harm you, to give you a future. But if you want to know what's on God's mind, you must develop a prayer life. Man. And in this season, it's important to know that prayer heightens our defense against the works of the devil. Yes. Don't be confused. Mm -hmm. We're not wrestling against flesh. Yeah. And blood. Yeah. Trump ain't the problem. Mm -hmm. But there are powers. Yeah. And principalities. Yeah. And rulers of darkness mm -hmm. in high places. And the only way to defeat those powers mm -hmm. is the power of prayer. Amen. In the name, in the name. of Jesus. Of Jesus. Through it, we are equipped to better relate to ourselves. Thank you, Bishop. Dr. Tamer, if you got a prayer life, hey. you'll better understand yourself. If you have a prayer life, you'll know how to get the best out of your mind, your spirit, your personality. Ah, if you have a prayer life, you can better relate to yourself, hence relate to others. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I cannot relate to you and love on you if I can't relate to me and love on me. But it's prayer where I learn to what I'm all about. Prayer helps me understand how I'm put together. And then I can better understand how I can relate to you and love on you and bless you through prayer. Amen. And there will not be an argument in this place that in 2023, in the United States of America, yeah. we need prayer. Oh. Even though the U.S. is the largest Christian nation, followed by Brazil, Mexico, and yes, Russia, mm -hmm. and the Philippines. What we're living through is the impact of prayerlessness. Yes. Prayerlessness. Mm -hmm is destroying the soul of this nation. Mm -hmm. Follow the statistics. In 2019, 65% of the citizens confessed that they were Christian. Mm -hmm. 
In 2020, 64%. In 2021, 63% of this nation said they were Christian. Well, some would say, well, that's not bad until you look at 50 years ago when 90% of the citizens of this nation confessed Jesus Christ as Lord. But because of prayerlessness, the sad forecast for 2070 is that the United States will no longer be a majority Christian nation. Somebody say, we need prayer. We need prayer. And when you realize that hypocrisy hey. is becoming one of the major descriptions of America, if you're not careful, we'll be a nation of hypocrites. Hey. You see the hypocrisy every night on your television. You see it in the streets and hear it over the airways. This hypocrisy has even climbed into the church. Jesus. America wants a Christianity without Christ. They want a cross. It can be gold or diamond, but not rugged. They, they want a cross without repentance. They want power without integrity. They want wealth without compassion. Oh, my brothers and sisters, it's, it's a, the hypocrisy is sickening to have a president who would dare talk against refugees and foreigners and all of his wives have been refugees and foreigners. The height of hypocrisy. We want rights without justice. My God, in America, we got a right to carry a gun, but don't want to grant the vote. The hypocrisy. We want capitalism without conscience. Somebody say, shout, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. The church in our time is caught up in the issues and values of the culture. And those issues and values are influencing our theology. Yeah. Are you here today? The Church of Colossae struggled with the controversy over the identity of Jesus. And as we listened to the echo of the voices coming out of the churches, there seems to be confusion in our time about who Jesus is. Yes. When Paul wrote the letter to the Colossians, he had to clarify there's a difference between believing what the world says and believing what Jesus says. Yeah. The Bible wants us to understand in Colossians 
that we are not to be distracted by the philosophies that we hear being pumped out Mm -hmm. through the internet, my God, pumped out through media. But when we pray, we need to know who Jesus is. Hallelujah. He is the Son of God. Yes. He is the power of redemption. Yes. He is the soon coming King. The authentic power of the church is in our identity, it's in our purpose, and it's in our destiny. When Paul wrote this community, the Colossians, he told them at the beginning, you've got to be thankful. Hey! Sometimes I pray and ask God for nothing. All of my prayer is tied up in thanking God for what God has already done for me. I do not need the department store or Amazon in order to have a good Christmas. God has already blessed me as late as this morning. He woke me up in my right mind. And I'm not ashamed to open my mouth and tell God, thank thank you. Come on, new bird, tell him thank you. Thank you. Come on, if he's been good to you, tell him thank you. Thank you. It just kicked in. You just remembered the last thing he did for you. Hallelujah. And with the heart of gratitude, we approach God in prayer. And then Paul says to the church, when you pray at the center of your prayer of your life must be the Lord Jesus Christ. He says that our churches, our belief system has to be Christocentric. Christocentric. This is not Jamal Harrison Bryant's church. This was not Bishop Eddie Long's church. This is not the church that belongs to the deacon board or the elders. This is none other than the house of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everything we do must be done to please him, to please you, Lord. We want to bless you, Lord. 
We need to praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hence, the ultimate intention is that the world might know Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything we do here in Atlanta is not that they will call our name, but that the world might know Jesus and receive Jesus and accept Jesus and follow Jesus and submit Jesus to Jesus. Hallelujah. The church can and must mobilize voters and thereby exert political influence. Yes. But this is not the real power of the church. Amen. The church must vote. <laughs> Amen. Got to vote. I don't care what they do to block it. You got to vote. You got to fight for it and work for it. You got to follow legislation and, and deal with it. You've got to establish policy and go after. Amen. But, hey, this is not the real power, the ultimate power of the church. The church can. Prayer. Amen. Must change. Amen. People. Thank you. Not laws. Pass the laws. Not voting. Martin Luther King Jr. said this 50 years ago. He said, uh, we passed some legislation, but I've come to the point where I realize that legislation will not give us what we need in this country. My it God. is a matter of the heart. Man. And if America is to change, and if we are to change, we have to change at a heart level. Amen. And it is only prayer that can change your heart. You got to invoke the heart of God into your lives, into your situation, into your nation, into your community. And that's where change comes from. Amen. The church can and the church should equip communities for economic development. Yes. But economic influence is not the real power of the church. Yes. The church must protest injustice. Can I repeat it? The church preacher must protest injustice and fight to bring forth social change. But this is not the ultimate power of the church. It's not our ultimate raison d'etre. The weapons hey. of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty unto God to the pulling down of strongholds. And for that, my brothers and sisters, you need prayer. Beloved, we must know 
who we are. Yes. And we must know whose we are. Mm-hmm. And we must know why we are here. Yes. In this period of history, because it will shape the dimensions of our prayer life. Mm-hmm. The apostle teaches that we as Christians are like living stones built together as a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. Yes. In other words, God no longer lives in tents mm-hmm. or buildings mm-hmm. made by human hands. But God abides in those who receive Jesus. In other words, when you accept Jesus as Lord, yes. you become a house of prayer. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are God's house of prayer. Yes. The church is the body of Christ mm-hmm. in the earth realm. Can you say, we are the church? We are the church. We are the church. We are the church. The uh, praying church is anointed to bring forth the redeeming love of Jesus Christ to this nation and to all nations. All nations. And I got some news for you. We are the church. Come on, point to yourself and declare, I am am the church. church. Look around you and declare together, we are are the church. Beloved, the church is positioned supernaturally to usher in the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Can you say, we are are the church. the church? We are the church. Because of who we are as the church, we are in God, for God, and with God. The power of the church is supernatural. Yes. Church doesn't walk around talking about we can't do this and we can't do that and we don't have this. No. We are, as the church, we traffic in the supernatural, the way we access the power, manifest the power, and use it, hallelujah, this power is through prayer. Man. <laughs> Come Amen. on, let's pray. Send it on down, Lord. <laughs> Come on, pray. Send it on down, Lord. Lord, let the Holy Ghost, let the Holy Ghost, let the Holy Ghost, let the Holy Ghost, let the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost come on down. And so we see that prayer is the vocation of the just. Mm -hmm. Prayer is the lifeline of holiness. And there is no age limit. Yes. And so mothers and fathers, By the time they are three years old, you should begin teaching your children 
the Lord's Prayer. Hallelujah. Ju just one fragment at a time. Yeah. Our Father. Yes. Who art in heaven. Mm-hmm. Hallowed be thy, be thy name. name. With that first fragment, that three-year-old has already moved from the natural order <laughs> into the supernatural Hallelujah. With just that fragment, hallowed be thy name. Holy, They're holy. able to shift the atmosphere in the kindergarten. Hallelujah. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallelujah. They're able to supernaturally yes. back up bullies. Hallelujah. Shut down critics. Hallelujah. And overcome prejudice teachers. Mm. Hallowed be thy, be thy name. name. Will usher in the presence of God. Yes. When they're in the second grade. Hallelujah. And they need power. Yes. In order to deal with the violence in the neighborhood. Yeah. Hallowed be thy name. Be thy name. If you start high when they're three, by the time they're 13, yeah. they'll be able to shut down crack houses. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can remember at our table, we would start praying and when the children got up and I remember my my daughter was about three, four or so years old and it was her time to pray and she was praying, God, thank you for my doll, baby. Thank you for my ball and my jacks. And I said, stop. And I turned to my wife and said, this not working. They not ready for this. And she said, no, John, she's praying her world. And as her world changes, she'll change. And by the time she was 10 or 11, she was leading souls to Christ. Come on, come on, come on. They're never too young to talk to God. Put them down beside that bed, at that table. Teach your children how to pray. Matthew 28 and 18, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on the earth has been given to me. 19, therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and lo, and surely, <laughs> and surely I am with you always. How long, Lord, even till the end of the age. Hallelujah.
to do this great work of the church. Yes. The church must be the praying people of God. Yes. So we must know who we are. A praying church is a death-defying church. We see the violence, we see the warfare, and we decree and declare. Yes. We will live and not die. Yes. And declare the mighty works of the Lord. Yes. Uh, A praying church is a destiny-shaping church. We're not afraid of 2024. We're not sitting in 23 scared to go forward in 24. When you pray, you are part of a destiny-shaping mechanism. I know right here and right now, blessings are waiting for me next year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know that the Lord will give me overcoming power in the year that is to come. I'm not backing up. I'm not trembling. I'm not afraid. I tell the devil, shoot your best shot. I'm praying up a Lord who goes before me and he'll make a way out of no way. Won't he do it? Say yes. Come on, new birth. Say yes. Yes. A praying church is a culturally defiant church. Neither network television, nor social influencers, nor MAGA hypocrisy intimidate us. Cause we're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because it's power unto those who believe. Praying church is a globally engaged church. Right now, 150 of new birth saints are packing for Ghana and leaving this evening. That's because a praying church is a globally engaged church. You can sit in this sanctuary and make peace in the Middle East. You can get on your knees and bring prosperity to Mother Africa. Hallelujah. On your knees, you can do the impossible if you are a praying church. What is Uh the power of a praying church? Uh Well, Queen Esther says, when you see opposition, don't be moved. Hallelujah. Because prayer will expose your enemies and shut them down. Ezekiel says a praying church can prophesy to the wind and and reunite us despite everything that has tried to separate us. Hannah says a praying church may be misunderstood. Yes. But that won't stop God (laughs) from giving birth to miracles in your situation. Hallelujah. Peter says that a praying church can make lame legs, lame lives, lame hearts. If you would dare declare after praying 
in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. and walk. Amen. Come on over your situation right now. Whatever you came in here dragging, declare right now in the name, name of, of Jesus. Jesus. Come on, open your mouth and with all the faith, hallelujah, declare in the name, name of, of Jesus. Jesus. Victory is mine. Healing is mine. Deliverance is mine. Prosperity is mine. Breakthrough is mine in the name of Jesus. The book of Acts teaches that when a praying church is in one place on one accord, Uh fire will fall from heaven. And when the fire falls, Uh the unstoppable, irreversible, undeniable, yes, power of God is unleashed. Yes. And when that power is unleashed, uh-huh. glorious things happen. Uh, when I was a pastor, I used to have a new members class on Monday for those who had joined the day before. And I would always ask them, what brought you to this church? What made you come down the aisle. And on this one particular uh, Monday evening, uh, this person I had asked turned to me and said, well, you didn't have nothing to do with it. She said, I was broken and messed up. And something told me early this morning, get yourself together and go to church. And she said, I didn't want to go. I fought my way all the way. She said, but when I put my first foot on the step, a usher slung open the door and said, you've come to the right place. You're going to be delivered today. (laughs) Hallelujah. In a praying church, the ushers can lay hands on the sick and they will be delivered in the name of Jesus. In a praying church, the members of the praise team will begin to prophesy. Yes. In a praying church, children will pray and the power of the Holy Ghost will come down. Missionaries will pack their bags and go to distant lands. Men become effectual spiritual coverings, not only for their own families, but for their neighborhood and for their community and for their city and for their nation when you are in a praying church. In a praying church, women arise with kingdom purpose and glorious anointing. Yes. Arise unashamed. Yes. Arise unafraid. Yes. Arise unstoppable. Hallelujah. 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 Let every woman say unashamed. Unashamed. Unafraid. Unafraid. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. In the name. In the name. Of Jesus. Hallelujah. And your power when you pray is not in your pedigree. Congratulations on that bachelor's. Congratulations on that PhD. But that doesn't shape the miraculous. 
Oh, when you pray, don't do it in the name of Jamal or John or Cecilia. But if you want real results, pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody pray right now in the name of Jesus over that situation, over that sickness, over that fault, over that failure. In the name of Jesus, before you let that son go out the door, before you let that daughter go back to school, pray over them in the name of Jesus. Because the Bible says, Yes. Whatever you ask. In my name. In his name. Yes. He will do it. Hallelujah. So that the son can bring glory to the father. Hallelujah. And so that the father might be glorified. Hallelujah. On a Sunday morning just like this one. We're praying in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That every plot to diminish the political influence Hallelujah. of African Americans will be exposed yes. and torn down. Yes. In the name, in the name of, Jesus, of Jesus. That the Father might be glorified. Hallelujah. On a day just like this one. Hallelujah. We're praying that everybody who walked in here yes. with chronic disease Hallelujah. will be healed Hallelujah. In, the in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody Hallelujah. who's suffering uh, with a terminal illness yes. will be set free Hallelujah. In, the name in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're praying that the power the power, the power, the power, the power. Will power. be no respecter yes. of persons and yes. the glory Hallelujah. of God will usher in his kingdom yes. on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. 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 Stand on your feet all over the church. They used to sing a song in West Africa where I serve. It says, my hands are blessed with the blessings of the Lord. (laughs) Everywhere I go, everyone I touch, my hands are blessed with the blessings of the Lord. Look at your hands. Come on, pray together. Lord, bless my hands. Bless my heart. Now, in the name of Jesus, you don't have to wait for a prophet to come. You don't have to wait for a pastor to stand, but right where you stand, you are an agent of deliverance. Hallelujah. And for those right around you, just touch them right now with the blessings of the Lord. Pray blessings on your life, on your life, in your family, in your situation, in your heart, in your mind, on your finances, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Pastor. Pastor, will you come and open the door? Praise God. I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. 
If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.